Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, Dwight, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Just last night, Leesburg, Indiana, I told the folks at Kip Tom, Kip Tom's Farm and his I'll call it landlord appreciation mm-hmm. meet, meeting. Right. Where he served fish. We've got to get on him about that. It should have been beef. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Dwight, Dwight Mowdy, my guest, by the way, I said, we need to spend more time at the kitchen table. And here you and I are at the kitchen <laughs> table. That's perfect. That's right. That's I found right. your house. Now you can't hide from me. I understand. We don't have to use the internet to do this one. No, that's right. Cowboy ethics. How's it going? It's going great. We're growing every year, getting more classes every year. We are spreading out over Indiana, and now we've even got uh, high school over in Ohio is starting out this year, uh, which is kind of unique because what we learned from COVID was that you can use Zoom to educate. And this young man, he has truly come into the fold. He went out and had to buy a cowboy hat and boots so he could teach this class. Oh, wow. And I said, well, well, how much did you spend? And he goes, well, I didn't. I got my first hat secondhand. He said, <laughs> but he said. I went Actually, to, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I went to the Western store and they wanted $1,500. I said, you're Perhaps. in the wrong store. <laughs> yeah. I said, you're in the wrong store. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he's really taken it to heart. Uh, the teachers and the principal and the kids are super excited about learning and it just goes to show that the cowboy is i think it's part of the american dna i really do mm-hmm. it just resonates with people despite uh powers that be trying to demonize the cowboy absolutely did you know that cowboy hats are the second fastest growing fashion item the hat companies can't keep up no i did not know that. i was in wall street journal they said that the younger crowd is rediscovering the Western lifestyle. Well, I fit in an Elkhorn area, Goshen, sure. with my black hat because they think I'm Amish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Around here, we're the second largest Amish community in the United States. Only uh, Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah. But it, it's in good. In case you go to Pennsylvania, I'm going to help you here right now. Okay. It's not Lancaster. Lancaster. Ah, Lancaster. Lancaster. I'll remember like that. Like one syllable, Lancaster. Oh, cool. Then if you go out there and say Lancaster and you're an outsider, they're going to be like, oh, wow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Amish friends I should, I should find while I'm here. Yeah. Myron. What's Myron's last name? I can't think of it, but you might know him. He's the current president of the Dog Breeders Association. Yeah, he lives over east of here. Oh, my goodness. Now I know where he lives. I have no excuse not to just That's true. drive over there. That's true. Great That's true. young family. Yes. Uh, you know, Dwight, I, I just think that everybody just sits on every single roll route forever and ever. But maybe we should. It would be wise to just... What are we talking about? What is well, cowboy ethics? Cowboy ethics is a program where we go into the schools and teach the kids about principles and values using the code of the West and uh, the principles of of that code. And there's 10 principles, 
that were developed by a gentleman named James Owen. And he had worked all his life in Wall Street. He came out of Wall Street and was like, after you know Bernie Madoff and Enron and all that, he was like, wow, I really worked in a slimy place. He thought back, what's different now than when I was younger? And he said, cowboys. Now, some of us, you include, you grow up in it, that's your lifestyle out there, but some of us that grew up not in the West, everything when we were kids was cowboys. Books, magazines, movies, everything. And what we learned from that was that you always stand up for what's right. So he went back and he said, okay, I want to see if they still exist. So he went to museums and universities and researched about what made a cowboy. What was the reasons? What was behind it? And what he found out was that they had a set of rules or principles that they lived by. Then he took another nine months and went out and lived on the ranches and found out they still exist today. He went to Wyoming, didn't he? Yes. Which, it's interesting, you'll appreciate this, the young lady who just unseated Cheney Mm -hmm. in her acceptance speech cited ride for the brand and do what has to be done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I just found that out last night. But these principles, they basically set a standard of how you want to do things in your everyday life. And we sometimes find that sometimes that gets lost in the pressures of just surviving. I like the one where the handshake is as good as it gets. Yep. I have a video clip where I show the kids where the gentleman says... My dad taught me that if you can't make a seal a deal with a handshake and walk away, you're dealing with the wrong dude. That's what he said. Yep, you shouldn't be making it. Yeah. And I show the kids uh, some of the ranches out west. They make million dollar cattle deals on a handshake. There's no contract. It's it's all word. And so now it's funny. I have kids that I always teach them. I won't high five and I won't fist bump, but I'll shake your hand. This year, I started going into Elkhart High School. Uh, hadn't seen some of these kids since fifth grade. Had 19 of them, I kept count, walk up to me in the hallway <laughs> of the classroom, walk up to me and go, hey, Mr. Mowdy, how's it going? I haven't seen some of these kids for six years. Oh, wow. First thing they did was stuck out that hand. That's awesome. Because it means something to them. Yeah, absolutely. And And I think our kids today are searching desperately to have something to believe in, something that's always going to be there. And that's where we come in. I had to go get my phone while you are doing that because you mentioned Harriet Hageman. I was yes. with her two weeks ago in Wyoming just before she won that. She's a real ranch girl. I, that's what I've heard. Even yep. though she's an attorney. <laughs> um, she's done great work for landowners, and, and she oh, needs absolutely. to be in the house. Well, Wyoming has really adopted the Code of the West and Cowboy Ethics. Uh, it was named as their state motto. Um, there's a bank, Jonah Bank, which they put it right on their websites and everything. We do things by the Code of the West. Uh, there's businesses who are based there. The University of Wyoming, they're in their College of Business, incoming freshmen spend a semester studying Cowboy ethics. I did not know that. That's and, awesome. And the dean of that says because we find the kids may be very intelligent, very well educated, mm-hmm. they don't have that ethical component. And he said, we have people come from all over the world 
to hire our graduates because they have that. They need that. And it makes sense. You know, it may be right legally, and it may make a better profit, but that doesn't mean it's always the right thing to do. Well, Wyoming is the cowboy state. I mean, that's yes, what they call themselves. Absolutely. So it only makes sense they would adopt and follow cowboy ethics. Yes. And so, you know, that's what we do. We uh, we have activities. We actually do cattle drives in the school, which is always a, a, quite fun. We use balloons and fly swatters. We put the kids on teams. <laughs> you and, know what I have in my basement that you need? Oh, you know, I need to get Landry, our 17-year-old, to do this in Nebraska. Yeah. And we have a basement full of stick horses. We actually have done that before. It's a trip. <laughs> what we actually did, we actually have taken stick horses and had them do barrel racing. Oh, now yeah. That's, that's a trip. Um, but we also, but we do that. We do branding where they have to take the little bitty macaroni and they have to put a dot on it. And then they have to count out 250 of them. And if they're off when we count them, we don't say if they're over or short. You're just off, so they have to do it all over again. Um, so we have a lot of activities like that where we're, we're doing our best to imitate what goes on on a ranch, but the, in, in a in, inside the school. How'd you come up with macaroni as the branding? Have you ever tried to hold one of those? No. It's pretty tough, and, and I know <laughs> I know you've had to hold on to calves, and it can be pretty tough to hold on to them sometimes too. It's tougher to get a hold of them than yeah. to hold on well try picking them up yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah i mean and so i tell the kids they and everybody i've been asked that a number of times how did i come up with that and i was well i wanted something to be difficult i wanted it to be challenging and so that's what we came up with we are already at the first break dwight mowdy cowboy ethics indiana style we are going to take a break and come back and delve in a little deeper brand ride for the brand a little harder i want to remind you that treva beard is hosting this year's breast cancer 3d or is it a 3d or 4d i think it's a 4d barrel racing is that a 4d mm-hmm. 4d barrel racing it's cowgirls for a cure beard arena on september the 10th that's just a couple weeks away. Not very far. You want to you want to go to Minoka, North Dakota on I'd love September tenth? I'd get I'd probably get in trouble because I'm supposed to be in classes that day. That's a Saturday. Is it really? Yeah, no. you can go. It's a Saturday. Oh, then I can go. Cowgirls for a cure because hey, the truth of the matter is some of the best cowboys aren't boys at all, and they're going to ride for the cure. Treva beard. Ride us see. Oh, where do we go? Oh, go to goldbuckletack.net. You'll get all the details. Back with more after this. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Trent Luce alongside Dwight Mowdy sitting here at the kitchen table drinking coffee out of his coffee cup that says Cowboy Ethics. Living Cowboy Ethics. Thecowboyethics.org. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's the national. Okay. That's what James Owen started. Mine is uh, Cowboy Ethics Indiana. And, it, and if you Google that, it'll bring it up. It'll bring up the website. It'll bring up my email. You can get all the information very easily. So. Or DuckDuckGo it. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> that too. You, uh, you're as bad as Andrew Henderson during the break, wanting to waste good stuff. Okay. Uh, I mentioned that uh, sometimes the best cowboys aren't boys at all, and then you wanted to give me a little history lesson. Well, yes. Um, one of the things I teach the kids – well. 
first of all, right off the bat, I tell the kids, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or boy, it's about getting the job done. And then I lead into also, with the, the state of our country, I don't care what you look like. You know, you can, I don't care. A third of the cowboys were black, a third were Hispanic, a third were white. It doesn't matter. They all bonded together. Black freed slaves. Yes. Make it absolutely. even more interesting. Yes. And the thing I tell them is they moved past all that other stuff Man. to be together, to get the job done, to move those cows. But what I tell them, and I show them clips of a number of girls that are doing the cowboying job. And I tell them, cowboying is the job. There's girl cowboys and there's boy cowboys. That's where it comes from. But And then I tell them that back in the older days, and we're sort of getting back to that, but the girls were the bronc riders. They broke the horses. And whether it was because they were lighter, I don't know, but they were the ones that broke a lot of the horses and did a lot of the rodeo bronc riding. So that all engages them. It all makes them realize that there's always opportunity. And that's what I try to show these kids with the cowboy ethics. Everything in the principles is about how you have in yourself the opportunity to get things done. You just have to step up and do it. And I show them that when the cowboy, when the guys came home from the Civil War, they were flat busted broke. Their ranches were in ruins. Cattle scattered to the four winds. And they had nothing. And you could buy a whole cow in Texas for $4. But if you could get it to the railroad at Abilene, it was $40. And so the, the East was pretty much on the point of starvation. All those armies had cleaned out all the farms. There was not, not much food. Not, there was certainly no beef. So what they had to figure out is how do we take our millions of longhorn cattle in Texas and bring them to the East? Well, it involved doing a thousand mile cattle drive. They had no idea what it was going to entail. They'd never done it. There were rivers to cross. There were Native Americans that were not going to be real friendly. There were rustlers who wanted to steal cows. Uh, just all kinds of challenges. But they knew if they could overcome that. Not to mention a storm or two. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, and they say, and, and most of the records say that that storms causing stampedes and river crossings were the biggest cause of death amongst the cowboys. Right. It took the most out. But what I show these kids is they seize that opportunity. And I, and I can tell you, Trent, I've got a lot of kids that would be inner city. They don't have a whole lot of anything. But I keep showing them you do have opportunity. You can make something better. You just have to reach down inside and find it. And, you know, I've got kids that mom and dad are not in the picture. Grandparents aren't. I mean, sometimes I've got a third cousin that's raising these kids. Well, keep in mind, and this has happened since 2000, over 40%, about 46% of all childbirths are to single mothers. So these kids, for the most part, don't have a dad, period. And that's then. And then when you couple in the fact that if you look at your elementary schools, the vast majority are, are women teaching. Right. The guys aren't there, so they don't have a lot of male role models. And I have <laughs> at two of my schools, I've been introduced more than once as the school grandpa. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
Um, Can not we just be the, the school cowboy? Yeah, you have well, to be the grandpa. Well, the one school I'm Cowboy Mowdy. Everywhere I go, it's Cowboy Mowdy, you know. So, But um, the kids, they're looking for some kind of, especially the boys, somebody that I can, can kind of look at and say, I kind of like the way he does things. We need to remind people, you're talking to kids at what age? Primarily, I'm working with kids fourth grade through sixth grade. Which is completely different if it were sophomore boys. Right. Because those boys at four to sixth grade can still get in there and make a yeah, big yeah. impact. They've got a little bit of the maturity, but they're still, you can mold a little. Yeah. And show them that. And now, and I saw the difference, like I say, when I went into the high school this year, my cowboy ethics kids, I mean, it was funny. I mean, they all came running. They all had to. I got the big hugs, like even the guys and the arm around the shoulders. And the one group of four Hispanic kids I had had been holy terrors in the elementary. And they came up, and their ag teacher was standing there, and they go, Miss Mueller, this guy is the best. And they, they're all the group picture, <laughs> and they all get around, and she's like, How do you do it? I said, I just I showed them what was better, I showed them right. a better way. And she goes, those kids are pretty good kids now. They have, don't get into a lot of trouble. I said, I, we always talked about doing the right thing when nobody else is watching. That's, that's part of, of the principles of cowboy ethics. So, you know, I'm blessed. I mean, the kids keep me young. They keep me, I mean, they fire me up. I've had, as you know, I've had a couple of physical challenges in the last few years. What brought me back was my kids. They always and I, I tutor now and I do mentoring also when I can fit it in. Um, I just eight hours a day I'm in there with those kids. You know, Dwight, there's a lot of people, including me, that sit around every day complaining about what's going on in the public school system. And then there you are getting in the public school system, finding a way to make it better. And I hope that people Everybody finds some motivation in that and saying, if I don't like what's going on in my public school system, what am I doing about it? Because you're in there. How often? Every, every week you're in no, school. Every day. I, I usually start, well, this year they're starting early. I start at 7.30, and I'll be out at, I'll be out by 2.30 or 3, somewhere around there. My one school that's down by Muncie, which is two and a half hours away, I've actually worked it out where I'm going down there once, one day a month. I go and spend the whole day. And work with the kids down there. Funny story that came out of COVID. I started doing what we call Code of the West minutes, and it's just a little minute to be a little positive message. Really? And he shows. How did I miss this? I don't know. I have to send it to you so you can see him. The principal starts showing them during the morning announcements. So the, I had not been in the school. You do it via TikTok? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. We need Cowboy Mowdy dancing on TikTok no, with a no, Cowboy no, 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 But, but uh, I had not been in the school yet in person. Uh, we had done every, well, I, I had been in once, but we were doing right. the videos. So after the COVID, whatever you want to call it, got done, I went into school the first time. And the principal says, would you like to take a tour? And I go, sure. We walk into the first classroom. And the kids go, it's Mr. Mowdy. So that was the whole way through all the classes. They were all jumping up. And he goes, I believe you're more popular than Santa Claus. <laughs> <And> so, 
So now, I've, I've actually gone down, and my wife has gone with me, and John Reffitt, our friend, yep. has gone with me, and we've done cattle drives and things like that. And what's truly amazing is these kids just, like, I can't even get through the school without them coming up and giving hugs and and sticking that hand out. Yeah. And when you go, when we leave, it's usually the end of the day. They have a hallway where the bus, the car riders go out. The best thing I ever had happen, I'm walking out in this little third grader. He jumps up and he goes, Code of the West, Mr. Mowdy. He gives me the thumbs up. He goes, Code of the West. And I mean, it just, it resonates, you know? Yeah, it really does. How hard, oh, I got 30 seconds, but how hard is it to get into school? Sometimes hard, sometimes easy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends on the principal a lot of times where they're left right or in between but if you ask the teachers yeah. anything that helps they always want it is it the principal's call or superintendent principal usually principal I, the soup i know you got to take a break but i got to take a break okay lone creek cattle company dwight mowdy will be back cowboy he's gonna go do a one minute tiktok video and then he'll be back <laughs> Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for cowboys in the Great Plains of America to be a part of the brand of beef program called Certified Piedmontese. What that means is you take the Piedmontese sires to be a semen or natural service, breed them to your cows. No Piedmontese in the cows. They're your cows. And then you verify after weaning that the, you can do that at birth, by the way. You take just a simple little tissue sample and evaluate the genomics make sure that they do possess the myostatin gene which leads to tender beef supplies and then you get paid 180 dollars over the market price that could be the shipshawana market price if you're in northern indiana that's one of the markets details about your involvement in this program at lonecreekcattleco.com we're back with second half cowboy ethics indiana after this Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Dwight Mount and Mowdy. We are sitting at Dwight's kitchen table. Pretty much. Pretty much. Kinner, kitchen counter. Kitchen table's busy. Uh, what did you do on the day of the cowboy this year? Gosh, what did I do? I, just, I did something. I don't remember for sure now because that was. Last Saturday of July? Yeah, I remember I was doing something. I. As I recall, I was interacting with a bunch of my teachers. We were working on stuff. I have a, I have a couple of teachers that are just great and women, and they are so into the program. All summer long, they've been we've been bouncing ideas back, and it it may be eight o'clock at night, it may be Saturday morning. They'll get an idea and they'll they'll get hold of me and they'll go, "What do you think about doing this?" Wow, and that's, that's incredible that the teachers are. Right. I mean, they're they're taking it and and digesting it and expanding it in their own mind, because well, you know when you're not there, they're incorporating some of these same oh, ideas. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that the, the what they always say is, it's okay to emphasize it when you're when I'm there, but it's it's the rest of the time. You know that it's once a week that we go in and do that. What we we're working on now, we're making up cowboy ethics tickets. And what we're going to do is when the kids 
when they witness, the teachers witness the cow, the kids doing something from cowboy ethics, they're going to give them that, and they get to put it in a jar. Really? And we're going to, so that, yeah, and build that idea that, yeah, it's kind of a reward, but at the same time, it's getting those kids to be thinking about what do I do for the right reasons, you know? And it's not something that they can come up and say, I'm going to do it. It's got to be, I saw them help somebody out or I saw them do the right thing without being told, you know. So that's one of the things we do, too. Did you say that you get in the same class once a week? Mm-hmm. So every week through the school year, yeah, you're in that classroom for an hour? Uh, about 40 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes, so it would be like one yeah, period. Yeah, uh, I, I have... Um, in Elkhart, I have 17 classes, I think it is. And then down in at Muncie, the school, or by Muncie, it's a little rural school district. They have one elementary, has 600 kids in it. And I'm working primarily with the fifth grade this year with them. Yeah. But I also still, will, I'm going to do some reading time with the kindergarten and, and lower grades. And then we're going to, the fourth grade teacher already contacted me and said, I want some time too. I don't want you to spend just time with fifth grade. So what we'll do is, I have different types of of activities. Sometimes we'll put the kids in four groups of four and give them like uh, an article that they have to digest and read and answer questions. And then we'll talk about it. Uh, But I also have one that it's called Preparing the Ranch. And what I tell them is, I put them in their teams, and I go, okay, guys, you all are now the owners of a ranch in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. In two days, it's going to be a blizzard. You have to get your ranch ready. And I give them the parameters. I tell them they're almost out of diesel fuel. You've got to look at food. The town's 25 miles away. Your cattle are in a pasture three and a half miles away. And they have to come up with action plans how they're going to get all these things dealt with. Then the next week when I come in, I go to them, the storm's hit. You guys are now having to deal with 60 mile an hour winds, 35 below wind chill factors. Your cows, it's it's March, your cows are having calves out in the open. What are you going to do? Right. So they'll start working through what we're, they have to divide up who's going to check on the cows, who's going to feed them, all that. Then I'll go in there and I'll say, who's feeding calves, their cows today? Well, so-and-so Bobby is. Okay, well, Bobby just walked up and said the tractor quit running out in the middle of the pasture. Well, that never happens. No. <laughs> he said, it turns over. They'll go, oh, we'll jump it. I go, no, it turns over already. Um, well, we'll put fuel in it. No, it's got fuel in it. It's full up. Well, well what are we going to do? I go, I don't know. It's your ranch. <laughs> so... I give them the out that they have an auxiliary tractor, which is not as big, but it could move the big tractor. Yeah. Can't do the feeding. What I'm leading them towards is that it's gelled up. And they right. got to get it in the shop, warm it up, and come yeah. back out. So they figure that out finally with a little help. Then I'll walk away and I'll say, okay, now keep working through who's checking on this and all that. I'll come over and I'll go, oh, who's checking on calves this today? And, well, they just came up and said, there's a mama cow having a baby out in the middle of the pasture that's snowing and blowing and it's backwards and by the time we do this I've taught them that backwards calf is not good they got to get it out of there 
So the first thing these city kids says is, well, we'll just pick it up with the tractor and carry it in. Yeah, right. Let me know how that goes. That's not going to work. There are videos of that. You can show them. I, that I wouldn't be I very pretty. I don't give them that option. No. <laughs> so what they'll think of is sometimes they, uh, they'll come up with, we'll go get a bunch of large bales, large round bales, mm-hmm. and we'll make a barrier and we'll pull the calf. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's That's exciting. a good idea. So I let them work through that one. I walk up a third time and they go, no, no more problems today. We're done. Then the third week, they have to get up in front of the class. But, Johnny, the snowdrift caused the cows to walk out over the fence that are on the highway. And if you don't get out there, the days. Yes, because the one teacher, my one really, really good teacher, came up with five things. And one of them was they get over the fence and are out in the highway. Yeah. And so, and they, they get. They don't get to pick by by reading it. They can just go, I want number three or number one or number two. But some of the teachers can be very cruel. They're like, no, Mr. Mowdy, <laughs> that's not enough. And they're giving them all more. But then they have to get up the next week, the final week, they have to get up, they have to present their action plan, talk about how they, they did it, and then talk about how difficult it was to work through the problems and find the answers. And so, you know, it's problem-solving. And then, and what we what we like about it is, it fosters. I always want to foster teamwork. I always want to foster leadership. But I also want them to think, you, you don't have to just sit on your hands and wait for somebody else to fix it. Right. I was. I witnessed this. I was there when a lady who does um, team building for corporations okay. all over the country. Right. And, and she has a, maybe a psychology degree. Okay. A lot of what I'm telling you might not be exactly accurate, but you could build something from this because it really made an impact on me. So she would establish teams of four right, and blindfold three of them, and another one would stand there, and then through voice commands only, she had to direct that team to saddle a horse. Oh, that's a cool idea. Because it was how you communicate with one another and how you can communicate with the team to get this the said job done and not get kicked well, it's funny you say that because one christmas break a few years back i was bored so i built a horse <laughs> there you go wheel and winnie it's got it's on wheels and and one of my friends gave farm friends gave me a, a barrel right and i made the head and everything and it's got a real saddle so you can do it. that already yeah all i have to do is just take it off and say okay saddle that's a up. great idea that's a great idea but you know that's the thing is what we're lacking. There's never been a time, honestly, Trent, other than right after the Civil War, when our country was so divided. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so polarized. And after the Civil War, if you wore gray or if you wore blue, boy, to them the war was not over yet, you know. But but out west they had to find a way to overcome that. They had to find a way to come back together to survive. And that's what I show the kids now is, it's really funny. At the end of last school year, I had, um, I had I was doing my tutoring, and I had four kids come up to me of, of mixed culture. And they go, Mr. Mowdy, what do you think about race? And I said, well, this is how I feel about it. When I look at you guys, all I see are green faces with white polka dots. And they go, what? I said, I don't care what you look like. I look at what's inside of you. Yeah. Are you how do you get things done? Are you hardworking? Are you are you loyal? Do you do the right things for the right reason? 
That's what you need to see. And those kids were just stunned because it wasn't about do you have well, dark skin, light skin, or whatever. I got a feeling, and too many schools are, they're teaching critical race theory, which leads to confusion for these kids. Absolutely. I, I am blessed. In Elkhart, the teachers up there, there's no mandate from the, from the district, but the teachers up there are, are not, in my schools anyway, in my cowboy ethics, they will not, that's not acceptable. And that's good. That's a start. No, it's huge. Yeah. Which I hope means they're not teaching about oral sex to first graders, which is happening. Isn't that disgusting? It is unbelievable. That's terrible. So I, I can see, though, where teachers would just light up and this be an opportunity for them to really latch on to and bring some hands-on problem solving. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they don't They don't get it anywhere else. Right. You know, parents, it's really sad because what the parents do is just pick up the phone and have this guy fix it or that fix it. I always remember Mr. Owen said one time that you didn't, you wouldn't see cowboys sitting on the Superdome after Katrina waiting for somebody to rescue them. They'd be doing something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Is because of the nature of the West and you don't have a lot of people, what I love about the videos I have, I always say over and over again, we're individual in our thoughts but we're community in, in our actions. And I show the videos where everybody comes together to brand or everybody comes together to round up or everybody helps everybody else out. And I said, if there's not very many of you, you don't have much choice. But I said, there's a lot of us here, but guess what? When you, what I teach the kids is their classroom, the brand is their classroom. They develop their own class brand. I think I told you that before maybe, but... They actually find something that symbolizes all of them, and that's their brand. And they and I tell you, that's what you're riding for. That means you're loyal to that group. You're always going to stand up for those people. We got to go to a break. During the break, I'm going to find some pictures because as I was helping Teresa Thibodeau campaign to be governor, flip back through these pictures while we're on the break. There's Teresa, and then you can just keep going back. By the way, you went the wrong way. You're like an iPhone guy. It goes like this. Okay. Uh, Teresa Thibodeau's from Omaha was governor candidate, and we went to a branding, just like you talked about. Wow. Nitric oxide is an essential element. If you're not taking a nitric oxide supplement, I suggest you get on it now. I am. I've done it every day for 18 years. It's NO2U. Dr. Nathan Bryan has all of the details on the website about how essential it is for cardiovascular health, for mental health, for blood flow. It just has to happen. And your immune system. Feed your immune system correctly, and you can fend off anything. Details can be found at no2u.com. And if you want to order, put Trent as your coupon code. You pay no shipping. We're back with the last segment of Cowboy Ethics on a Red Shirt Friday after this. back roll route trent loose alongside dwight mowdy literally alongside at the kitchen counter i want to be misleading people we're not at the table we're at the <laughs> kitchen counter and uh, we did float back through those branding pictures i hope to see those in the curriculum here soon i will be there they'll be there um i do have to ask you this dwight because there's a lot of people listening and think this is a fantastic idea obviously that's all this guy does 
How do you fund this? Uh, I work. I am supported by Cal- Elkhart County Farm Bureau, the local county farm bureau. They have, when we took this on eight years ago, they bought in and said, whatever it takes. So to do this full time, obviously, I can't do it for free. Uh, even though I'm, I'm at the point where I could retire, um, they said, don't worry about it. We want you to do this. And so we've continued to do it. They uh, fund with supplies. Um, I, Out of the money I get from them, I pay my own fuel and everything like that. I pay all my expenses. Um, I feel like that's the right thing to do. But pretty much it comes out of Farm Bureau. Um, we are, we've, we've considered, as it's growing bigger and bigger, and I need to try and get other people on board, we're looking at different options to increase the budget for Cowboy Ethics where I can get some more dedicated people in to help me get to all these classes. Cause, and it's the problem is, Trent, I can't take just anybody. Right. It's not that's a job. A, that's it is, an issue. Yeah, and, it's got to be a passion. And although I will tell you, our, secret, our, our friend John Reffitt is getting ready to, he's about to the point where he's ready to retire or semi-retire. And I already told him he's going to be joining the program with us. So, but you know. So, does he know that if he retires, he's actually going to get busier than he was if he was working? Uh, I tried to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then. I think he has a pretty good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, and he, he has probably. His level of passion for it is probably really close to mine. I mean, he's been with me from us. My wife just came in there. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to include her if she's going to show you up. You can't sneak off. She but, thinks that she might have to talk to this microphone. Come here. Come here. <laughs> okay. This, I could not do it without this lady. I'm telling I know. you that right now. She is, she's seen me through a lot of this. And she's getting close to retirement age. Oh, so she's going to get busy, too. Well, I'm going to make her the business person. I, I'm not good at the business end of it. So I'm saying... I let her take care of that, and I'll just go to the schools and teach kids. So, this the, is Linda. Linda, the, the speaker of the house, want to chime in? <laughs> She's on the business yeah. end of this equation. Yeah. You talk, yeah. Dwight. That's, that's right. That's right. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's kind of getting to the point where we really. I have a hard time asking for money or asking for support. But I could also say as the program's getting bigger, sometimes it's something you have to look at, you know? It's kind of like doing radio, to be honest. I bet. Because I, I'm horrible at asking for sponsorship. Yes. And I, I, I devote so much time to it. By the way, I get this message from my business manager on a daily basis. I'm who sure. I sleep with just like you sleep with yours. And it's like if you did it on a look at the amount of revenue on the amount of time spent, mm-hmm. it's like... My, oh. this, is, this is stupid, paying oh, to do this. Oh, yeah. I, but the other side of the equation, which people have got to understand, and if you go out and get sponsorships, or, or let's talk about cowboy ethics. Right. And somebody writes you a nice check to keep it growing and get it bigger and do all this, at some point they're going to have expectations mm-hmm. on how you modify your message. Exactly. Or how you do this and you do that. You are exactly and, right. And you cannot do that. That's exactly my point. I am so glad you said that because 
there's always going to be a cost. If you go get money from somebody, they're, it's just like we, and I, and I will be, you know, you and I have talked about it before. Um, the state organization has not been against it, but not exactly totally supportive. And we are not totally upset with that because they have their educational people. And if I start letting them in the door, oh yeah, they're going to try and tell me how to run this program. Right. And again, like I was saying, I, I actually have John lined up. I've got another, I've got two more young people, younger people, who are passionate about the kids and are passionate about our country and these principles that eventually I'd like to find a way to get them into it also. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to be in every state of the union eventually. I had a lady ask me one time, she goes, what's your goal for Indiana? I said, 92 counties. She goes, really? I said, I think this should be in every school and every kid should hear it. Just like I think every kid should get a general ag course before they get out of school. Absolutely. Because, and, and what's interesting is, cowboy ethics, because of the nature of what the cowboys do, leads into agriculture. And I also do the, the ag in the classroom where we do many, we do ag days. We bring animals and equipment and stuff in for the kids. Last year, the one that didn't get rained out, we had a thousand kids in one day. Wow! And they saw livestock. They saw soil and water came in. I mean, we exposed them to a whole different world, and they don't see that other times, you know, Trent. And if we're gonna, right now, our agriculture is so much under attack. I mean, the government and just people that are naive about what where their food comes from you know i mean you ask some of these people where they where they get milk oh could go to the grocery store duh you know and it's like that's no big secret you know we have to get people back to understanding where it came where the stuff comes from and speaking of milk i got some fantastic milk this morning called cream top whole Amish milk at a gas station. In fact, I should have brought it in. I got a whole gallon. I got a half a gallon out there. Put it in the refrigerator, but it had a cream, a little cream plug oh, at yeah. the top. Yes. We've and and one of the things that that I've worked for with the Farm Bureau and others is is supporting the local, the small local people who are supplying the milk or right. supply the beef or uh, what we're actually doing in our county is putting together a list of local um, operations that have fruit or vegetables or whatever that we can give out to the public so they know that they can buy local. In a completely unrelated note yes. almost, I passed two Amish women driving buggies. Mm-hmm. They got license plates on those things. Yes. This county and the state makes them put a plate on their buggy? The county does, yes. Why? Because if you I get object. A... <laughs> I'm going to well, talk to a county a county commissioner. I happen to have his number in my phone. Well, if you go <laughs> If you look at some of these roads though, you can see where the horses run all the time. There's yeah. a groove. It grooves the roads pretty badly. And tears the roads up because they use those carbide shoes, and it, in the summer when it gets hot, it cuts them up pretty bad. And so, what the fee is to try and help maintain the roads. Somebody sold that story. You know uh, what? 
if the road wasn't paved, a lot of problems would go away. <laughs> That's true. How too. about I just go back to a dirt gravel I, you road? You know, I would support that because right here, this road here gets you around Napanee, which has which is backed up in traffic in the afternoons and stuff. Yeah. So all the semis come up here. Yeah. I would say that'd be just fine. Go back to gravel. I'd be happy. You get rid of gravel, or you get rid of paved roads in the country and yes. roll water. And most of the problems in rural America are gone. I can't disagree with that. There's a cowboy ethic. Add that to the list. I will do No that. paved roads. <laughs> no, I grew up on a gravel road. Right. And it's paved now. And my mom has a rural water that goes in front of her house. Right. And it's even though she's still, what, 12 miles from town... It's different. It's, yeah. It's different. Because people, are, it multiplies the traffic. They yep. go like, I can't even say how fast they're going on the air. Well, and like this four-way stop that you came through, mm-hmm. they blow through it. They don't even, oh, they yeah. look to see if anybody's coming and then right on through. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention there's 10-foot high corn there in the way on the yeah. corner that you can't see around. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of these city people have moved out into the country and they still think like they're in the city. I know. And it's unfortunate because it really, it, it, it kind of makes it tough to have this way of life. Two minutes. Let's close with uh, what people should do that are listening in their own area, how they can latch on and be part of the solution instead of the problem. Well, get, in, get involved. And, and the first thing is, I push everybody's, I can't believe that everybody in this country can't find an hour a week. Just an hour a week. Um, they can get hold of me, and I can send them information. Anybody, I'm not a teacher. I have not got a teaching degree. Um, anybody could t- teach these lessons, though. Anybody, it, and, and have fun with it. And so they could get hold of me. You can go on our website. You can go on Facebook. Um, if you If you Google Cowboy Ethics Indiana... It will take you to me. It will tell you how to get in touch. I don't charge for the paper, the lessons because I believe it's important to get these into their people's hands. And so just make a difference. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a homeschool. I do some of them. Maybe it's a Sunday school class. It all relates. It do it just don't sit on your hands. And do nothing. I could see where homeschooling groups and regions would just love to have you come in. Again, it, it just, the, all kids are looking for something. And we've got to find a way, believe it or not, I know you'll appreciate this, uh, there is a resurgence of John Wayne fans and the young people. Mm-hmm. These, these 20 and 30-somethings are like, this guy is so cool, he doesn't take anything off anybody. And I said... But he also had compassion and, and cared about people. Yeah. Well, it is high time in the country and in the world that people who are scared to death saddle up anyway. Yep. That's what else that's, you need to know. That's exactly right. Go check it out. I prefer you go to DuckDuckGo to do your searches instead of that other outfit that he named. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is you find Cowboy Ethics, Indiana, Dwight Mowdy. Always a pleasure, my friend. You bet, buddy. You bet. Before I let you go, let's see. What have I not told you about? Oh, Protect the Harvest. All started right here. Kind of started here 
Protect the Harvest, a product of Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. Lucas Oil is in Indiana. Yep. Protect the Harvest itself was incubated in Missouri, continuing to arm individuals, kind of like Dwight does with the Cowboy Ethics. Protect the Harvest gets you information about how you can protect your property and, in particular, animals. If you can't keep your horse, you can't get to town. It's that simple. ProtectTheHarvest.com. Cowboy Ethics, Indiana, coming to a town near you. Uh, A to Z, no GPS technology. Both Dwight and I myself remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route.